Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about making the choice to avoid regrets in midlife. For sure, we start to think about more about potential regrets in midlife, right? I know that you are probably aware of this, but it's also important to check in with yourself about how committed you are to doing something about it. So that's my question for you. Are you all in for regret-proofing your life in midlife, especially after 50? I've been talking about regret-proofing now since about 2015, and it is a term that really gets at a critically important concept in midlife. Like I said, it's one thing to talk about regrets, but it's another thing to put your money where your mouth is, so to speak. Regret-proofing is actively preventing regrets or reducing the likelihood that you will experience regret. So think about what Frank Sinatra and Paul Anka had to say about this topic. Regrets, I've had a few, but can you say, I did it my way? Are you doing everything you can to make sure that you have too few regrets to mention? I hear from amazing midlife women every day who are worried about having regrets. Being more mindful and more connected to what you're thinking is super helpful when it comes to regrets. Seriously helpful. How can you do something about preventing regrets, though, if you don't know where your head's at regarding potential regrets? So ask yourself this. Do you know what regret you're worried about having? Do you know what it is? Do you know why you might have the regret? And then, do you know what would get in the way of you trying to prevent those regrets from happening? As you know firsthand, all kinds of things get in the way of what you want to do. All kinds of things every day. Lots of them have to do with not putting yourself first. And lots of related feelings come up from thinking in a way that creates fear. Fear is such a problematic four-letter word. It really gets in the way if you're not careful. And this is something that affected me so much when it came to thinking about change uh, just about the time I turned 50. It was in my late 40s going into turning 50. So let's focus on Frank Sinatra again for a second, shall we? (laughs) Were you lucky enough to have heard him perform live? I was. I got to hear him at the end of his performing career, and I am so grateful I did. I remember the concert. It was in Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. He smoked a cigarette on stage. His son was the orchestra director too, and I thought that was really cool. I was super high up. I had horrible seats, (laughs) but I was there, and I knew that I would have regretted not hearing him live. I am a huge big band fan. I love jazz, big band jazz, classic jazz. I love that stuff. I play saxophone. I played in jazz bands. Like seriously, I've played many of the charts and the songs that he sang. I'm familiar with so many of them. Anyway, 
The same cannot be said for Mel Torme. I love Mel Torme too, but I never heard him live and I thoroughly regret it. So I always tell my kids, make sure you go to the live concerts, see the live musicians playing, see the concerts, do the experiences. It's so good. I mean, that's when we were, you know, going to concerts. (laughs) Anyway, times are a little different now. But getting back to Frank Sinatra, wouldn't it be great to have too few regrets to mention? To live so intentionally doing everything you really, really, really wanted to do so that you didn't have regrets? Why? Because you did it your way. So the Urban Dictionary defines regret as the feeling often accompanied by sadness, shame, and guilt. Regret is when you wish you'd done things differently in your past. It is quite common to sail into your 40s and 50s and realize that if you don't make some significant changes, you just may have some significant regrets. That's what I started to sense. But you usually don't have it right away. You don't realize it right away. But as the years wear on, you will likely wake up at some point and think about how fast time is flying by. So here's what I realized about my own regret concern when I was stuck in my late 40s. I started to ask myself whether or not I was doing the things that I really wanted to do. A lot of this had to do with travel and exercise. I was like, come on, at this age, I still didn't figure out some kind of exercise that I actually really like. (laughs) Eventually, I found tennis. But you know, it it was surprising to me. And also some thoughts about regrets of experiences I wanted to have with my kids and my friends. I started to think, you know what, my kids, oh my God, they're in high school already and I still haven't done that adventure traveler. We still haven't had that experience or gone here or there. And it was like, where did the time go? I was also concerned about having regrets related to living the way I really wanted to live. So this is where the concept of work-life balance popped into my mind and whether or not I was fulfilled professionally. I had the sense that I had been at my job too long. Like I liked my job. My job was good. I was always so content. But I started to have this sense that I was there too long. And I also started to become aware that I wasn't in a job that really emphasized all of my strengths. It emphasized a few things that I really loved doing and did really well. But there was like a big gaping hole on a couple of strengths. And I realized that One of the reasons I probably didn't go that direction was because of fear. And it was kind of hard for me to make that realization. (laughs) I also started to become more aware of my thoughts and feelings about living in a cold weather city. You know, I really can't stand the winter anymore, yet I live in Toronto. This is where I live. So what's going on with that? And the other area I started to become concerned about having regrets was about becoming the person I wanted to become on purpose. So you know when you're a kid, you always think, oh, this is the kind of mom I want to be, or oh, this is the kind of teacher or veterinarian or doctor or professional that I want to be. Like you have this image in your head. And then when you get to be a little older, like our age, you start to think, well, what kind of woman do I want to become? And have I become that woman yet? Am I on the road to becoming that woman? So when I started to think about that, some thoughts about self-care popped up, like my weight or my routine, like my morning routine, or thoughts about rest or thoughts about being patient or thoughts about being present, being a good listener, becoming really proficient in some areas that I was really interested in. And one really important thing was becoming more creative. 
that sort of thing was on my mind when I thought about regrets. So these are just some thought starters for you, but I hear about fear of regrets from my clients and my community on the regular. It's like when you turn 50, the door to these thoughts about regrets, it just opens wide and it's like you rush in and it's all of a sudden, oh my God, oh my God, what is going on? (laughs) Midlife transition can surprise you with how stressful a time it can be, especially for women who are juggling a lot of things. So It's a phase of life when you recognize that you've probably been on autopilot for a fair bit of time, perhaps a couple of decades. And if you don't give yourself a chance to think and reprioritize, more time will continue to fly by and nothing will have changed. So you'll really start to think about if you're doing what really makes you happy or not. You really start to think, do I have the meaning in my life that I thought I would have by now or not. When you look at your life, you might have questions like this. Are you surrounding yourself with the kind of people that you find motivating and intriguing? Are you making a difference in the world? You know, you probably grew up thinking that you'd make some kind of a difference or an impact. Do you feel like you're doing that? Are you connecting with your passion and your purpose? Or does the word passion and and the word purpose just stress you out because it's like you have no clue? So the answer to these kinds of questions and these areas to look into, when you think about it, there are more thoughts there. And those thoughts can be overwhelming. And when you're overwhelmed, your likely response is inaction. You pull back. It just feels like it's too much. And nothing changes. (laughs) So that is the kind of spin cycle that happens a lot of times when you start to think about regrets. So you have definite thoughts about these issues. Once you dig a little, someone else might think, for example, that the work you do is rewarding, but it's only relevant what you think about your work. Do you think your work is rewarding? I mean, that happened to me. I liked my job. I really liked my job, my, my J-O-B, the job I had before uh, being an entrepreneur and being a life coach. I really liked it, but I realized... It looked good on paper. I liked my projects, but something was missing. I I didn't feel content. I thought, you know what? I think I've been here too long. It, It just doesn't feel rewarding anymore. So regret is a feeling and feelings are created by thoughts. So if you think you should be doing something else, you may have a regret that you didn't do it. If you think you don't have enough meaning and purpose and fulfillment in your life, you may have a regret that you're not doing something more meaningful. If you think you're not making a difference in the world or the kind of difference that you always dreamed of making, you may regret that too, that you didn't do something else that created that kind of a difference the way you interpret it. So as you know, thoughts create feelings. And one thing's for sure, there are so many ways to think about your age and stage of life right now, so many. You can't change your age, but you can change the way you think about your age. You can work harder to get more clarity about what you actually want and what you want to do. You can think more productively and more intentionally about what makes you happy, about how you want to have fun, about where you want to travel, all of it. And I am happy to offer you something to help figure all of this out because I think midlife is the perfect time to start thinking about what you really want to do so you don't have regrets. The better you get at watching your thoughts, managing your mind, and being open to being responsible for your life, the fewer regrets you'll have. 
It's a great reminder for you to do it your way, just like Frank Sinatra. (laughs) But seriously, you're responsible for the results that you create in your life. And that's really the point. The first part is awareness of what you want. The second part is accepting responsibility for creating it by regret-proofing your life. It's a choice, even though it always doesn't feel that way. So with that said, here are the seven steps I think you can take to make sure that you can regret-proof and avoid the regrets that you're worried about having. So let's go. Step one, start now. Raise your awareness and be intentional. Don't wait. Take control of the results in your life. Actually, I think today is the perfect time to make this a priority. Step two, decide what you don't want to regret. Be specific. Actually think about it. The simple framework I start with is always self-care, relationships, and your career, including volunteer work. So really think about it. Imagine yourself five or 10 years from now looking back as an even older and wiser woman And what would your future self know about what was going on with you and your potential regrets that you didn't want to have? Really ask that future self. She's wise, she knows you, and she loves you. Step three, become a watcher of your thoughts. Remember, you're not your thoughts, but you can take a look at what you're thinking more often instead of responding on autopilot and letting another few years or a few decades go by. Your thoughts count and you deserve to know what's on your mind. Awareness feels so good. Step four, be on the lookout for excuses, fear, and resistance. So these thoughts and feelings will totally get in the way. If you catch yourself thinking and believing some reason to prevent you from regret proofing, notice it and ask yourself why you're choosing to think it and if you like your reasons for thinking it too. If not, You have some work to do, my friend. (laughs) And then with the feelings of fear and resistance, again, notice how you feel. If you feel fear or resistance, ask yourself if you like making decisions about your life because you're afraid. When I asked myself that question, I did not. If not, remind yourself that you can think a thought that creates the feeling you want on purpose instead a feeling state that will help you regret-proof and lean in to taking the action that will improve your life. Step five, decide on purpose to regret-proof and do all the things you're thinking about. Make it a project for you. Put it on your list. Step six, plan in advance and commit to your plan. Make an action plan. Make it inevitable that you will be successful. Think of ways to make your plan more fun. What can you do to break it down into little chunks of doable regret-proofing? How can you take a baby step just to move forward? And step seven, make your dreams come true and live a life free of regrets. This is what happens when you put yourself first and do regret-proofing your way. You don't have to hope or wish for a life without regrets. All you have to do is decide that you will do all the things and you will say all the things necessary to regret-proof your life. And you'll probably also have to create a new belief system that supports the outcome you want. It is so possible. You're allowed to be intentional about your life. It's a great idea. You know you want it, but will you choose it? You gotta take it seriously. 
and then you reap the amazing rewards too of more happiness, more alignment with your goals, and more fulfillment in general. All right, that's it for this episode. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck. This is what regret-proofing your life is all about. Remember, being the queen of your brain domain really is the best way to be, and I'm here to help. This is what you'll learn when you hire me as your coach. Learning the mindfulness concepts are one thing, but when it comes to applying the concepts, that's when you really benefit from coaching. Head over to www.talktosuzie.com and book a free call to see what program's a good fit for you and apply to work together. It's really time to get unstuck, get clear, and get excited about your life again. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsuzie.com. If you're feeling stuck, make sure to grab your free guide, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s, at www.suzyrosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. And if you or your friend is turning 50, here's a great gift idea. Grab a copy of my new book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50. Check out Amazon or your favorite online bookseller. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.